0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the sixth episode of the 2020-2021 Seasons Bama Baseline Podcast. Today, we have to talk about the Georgia game and also the SEC awards that were handed out. Uh, first up, Nate Oates is winner of Coach of the Year. I think we all saw this coming, guys. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah, what a deserving guy. Um, what, a, what a great award to win. You know, you knew this was coming... Oates coming in uh, only two years and winning a regular season championship is just something completely incredible. Um, you know, it's it's crazy to think from the, you know, the Bama team two years ago that lost to Norfolk State uh, in the NIT, and here they are 20 and six and looking to be a two seed or one seed in the tournament. So um, this was definitely deserving and really glad that we got Nate Oates on a contract for some more years
2: because this is. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: many more to come i think
2: yeah like you like you said it he was very deserving of it at least i mean look at like the whole like culture change of like the alabama basketball team Com- when i came in my freshman year it compared to now it's like completely different for the better at least i mean we're actually looking at an alabama basketball team not football but basketball that is potentially going to be good for years to come so i mean hats off to nato's to like for everything that he's done for this program. And I'm just glad, like you said, that we have him locked up for a long time. Yeah, you guys really hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Nate Oates, definitely
0: the most deserving candidate in my mind and the mind of many voters. Next up, we have to talk about Herb Jones. Practically a clean sweep of the SEC awards, winning player of the year, defensive player of the year, and earning first team all SEC and first
2: team all defensive honors. Wow. <laughs> what what, a, what an absolute way to go out like no other way to do it like than winning all those awards he, i think he's pulling a Devonte smith if you ask me just <laughs> all the awards listen i mean like if he's pulling a
1: Devonte smith we know what's we you know we know there's some some more trophies to come this year and that would be uh that would be great oh, yeah. but you know once again this is Another guy who absolutely deserves it. Probably one of the hardest working, um, you know, Nate Oates said said it himself, just an absolute epitome of blue collar basketball. That's Herb Jones. Uh, So for him to win these awards, especially in his senior year, it's really special. Um, And again, one of the most deserving guys, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Additionally, earning first team All-SEC honors is John Petty. Uh, congratulations to John. I think it should have been a better year for him, but uh, first team All-SEC is uh, nothing to joke about. Uh, Jaden Shackleford bringing home second team All-SEC honors and Josh Primo rounding out the group of winners by achieving all freshman team honors.
1: Yeah, and and with that petty thing, I mean, like, I think we all wanted him to do better this year. I think we all thought um, he was definitely going to be more integral, which
0: not saying he's not, I just think during the season, he was a, a top 10 draft prospect.
1: Yeah, I, I just think, honestly, it's it's the way that Alabama plays, you know, that there's no one guy that's going to do it all. It's, you know, it's a conglomerate of seven, guys. Guy.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's just why Petty was where he was. Um, but Petty tends to get hot in March, so it'll be interesting to see him uh, tomorrow and into the tournament. Yeah, I mean – Go ahead. And for the other two guys, um, you know, Primo, good to see him on an all-freshman team. Think JQ got a little robbed, Uh, (laughs) you know, with the sixth man of the year award. Uh, And then Shackelford, we've been talking about him, has been playing really well. But, um, you know, Zach, what were you thinking?
2: I mean, just in terms of uh, John Petty, I mean, like you said, he likes to get hot in March. And, I mean, he can redeem his whole season if he just gets hot, like, all of a sudden. And um, I mean, it's nice to see him make uh, the first team, but we like, we would have liked to see him be more, at least more consistent throughout the the year. I mean, at the beginning, from what I remember, he was like showing that, that level of play, but hopefully he can turn it up in March. And uh, just like you guys said, it's nice to see Primo and Shackelford get those awards as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, And it's funny you say that about John Petty in March because, you know, Alabama plays Georgia, um, you know, earlier um, in the month of March and John Petty goes for 15 and is two for three from three, Um, you know, not a crazy game for John Petty, but definitely, you know, when you score 15 on Alabama, especially when you have, I think it was like five or six other guys in double digits in this game, which is normal Alabama, you know, that's, that's a good game. Um, You know, he's starting to get hot, but I'll turn it over to you guys because I know I'm sure Jackson wants to talk about a specific player in general from this game.
0: Yeah. um, Alabama beat Georgia 89-79 to in their final game of the season. And Javon, Javon, Javon. Uh, Javon Quinterly off the bench played 24 minutes, shooting five for eight from the field with 18 points. I think – if anything, the fact that this stat line didn't jump off the page more to me is is a credit to uh, how well I think the team as a whole played against Georgia again John Petty uh, dropped 15 it was very efficient from the field going five for eight shackleford dropped 14 but I guess he was kind of testing uh, testing the range there or not the range but he was testing his jumper there going 5 for 14. Uh, The team is a whole shot, almost 50% from the field and 45 from three. And I don't think you can ask for much better.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, just in terms of like, I know like Bama during uh, Georgia was like down in the first half and we were fighting to come back up until the end. But like if in in terms of actually just looking at the box score and like everyone's stats, this is like kind of like, in my opinion, at least an ideal like, Way for Alabama to win a game, everyone pretty much was evenly scoring. I mean, we we turned the ball over a little bit, but like that can be fixed. But overall, like just the way they played against Georgia and like in terms of this box score, that's like the way we want them to play. Everyone's scoring, not just one player getting hot. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, when you have 22 turnovers in a game and you end up winning it by 10, uh, you're obviously doing something right. Um you know, I, I don't know. I I agree with you. I was a little nervous in the first half, but I keep coming back to this. Our defense is really, really good. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it's not totally in your face all the time. But when that, when that clock hits 10 minutes in the second half, something happens to the Crimson Tide, and they just lock it down. Um, and I think that's definitely going to be a big part. Of their success in
2: March as well I mean we all, I also think like we're, we're a very well Like conditioned team Like we can like run on the court with like pretty much anyone And I think that's kind of like the case with Georgia Because like throughout the whole game Like I saw like Georgia like was just driving To the paint like the whole time And you can see like towards like the end of the game At least when all the players were like tired They started to rely on like shooting the ball Rather than like actually taking it to the rim So I mean it's. I mean yeah pretty much yeah I I definitely think that's why Alabama
0: kind of starts a couple games seemingly so weak uh, in recent weeks. Um, I I think they just played at a a constant pace. And in the second half, when other teams get tired, Alabama just maintains the same pace they've been going at Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. really bring it home late. Um, I I think in March, it's going to do wonders for them. I think that's why the door is so wide open.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, ESPN keeps talking about it. Like, especially this year, there's, there's something about once the clock hits five minutes that, you know, leads start to diminish very quickly. So if you're a team that can play through those five minutes without hesitation, no question, just run right through it, be conditioned.
2: That's, that's going to do you wonders in March. Just, I mean, yeah, us being one of the, I think one of the more conditioned teams is Obviously going to help us come the tournament. I mean, like when you're playing nearly, I don't know how many times a week, but like teams are going to get tired and in the long run, the conditioning is going to help us. So hopefully that can lead us to a bigger run. Yeah. And uh, we'll see
1: how it fares for the Crimson Tide tomorrow in the SEC tournament. Uh, But moving to the women's side. So the women started their SEC tournament play uh, on Wednesday against the Missouri Tigers. And we're able to get a win, 82 to 74. You know, it's, it's another one of those games where we keep saying it, like our three big players need to show up. And honestly, it wasn't even just three big players. It was actually the entire starting lineup uh, getting into double figures for this game. Um, you know, just a great showing for for Alabama against Missouri in the first game of the
0: tournament. I I agree completely. Um, I think <laughs> these girls really, really, they learned. They learned from their matchup against two top teams in the SEC the previous weeks, previous two weeks, excuse me. And were able to bring a different level of basketball, a different level of effort, of energy to this game against Missouri. Um, as you said, it all five of our starters in double digits, all shooting 51% from the field. That is gonna get you wins with only six turn eight turnovers for the whole team. That's going to get you wins.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's what a turnaround it is for tight hoops, men and women. It's like it is just so nice to see us become more than just a football school. Like I've said I feel like I've said that a million times, but it I can't get over that fact. Like I never would have thought coming into this. Coming to the school four years ago, that basketball would have been one of the sports that's we're known for.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right with that. Um, yeah. You know, just a good showing that day, um, but unfortunately, the Tide. Um, you know, they're they were in that eight nine matchup, and they have to then play the South Carolina Gamecocks, second ranked team in the country, um, and they fall seventy five to sixty three. I actually, you know, I watched a lot of this game and. It was close. They played well, you know, Jordan Lewis had 25 points, you know, it's just, they played well, but you know, there's, they're just South Carolina is really, really, really good. Um, and unfortunately the better team won. So, you know, I saw a lot of good things, but it's just unfortunate that they had to play South Carolina.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think anyone really wants to play them. Yeah.
0: It's a tough loss. Um, but again, I think, I think the end of this season, uh, is despite going three and one the last four games, or one and three the last four games, I think there's reason for optimism. Uh, they played good teams, really high-quality teams in the SEC. They're getting more experience. Uh, they're learning about themselves, the team, who they've got, what they can do. And I think next year they're going to be a team to keep your eye on.
2: Yeah. Guy who is back.
1: I 100% agree with that. Um, You know, I I think the girls definitely have a chance in the tournament this year. Um, You know, they're going to be on that seven line, but I could see them taking down a two seed. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it in part two with a little bracketology and tournament outlook, but there's a possibility for these girls to make a run. I mean, like you said, if they don't turn the ball over and they continue to, you know, just play well, shoot well,
2: they can upset anybody. I also think it's just like a matter of like the three stars coming to play. Like if we want to make a run, they're going to have to show up every game. Like I we can't afford them just like one of them to be on and the other two just be non-existent. Like we need them, them, sorry, them to be producing every day. I mean, yeah, I don't see them like, yeah, like they need to produce. Yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah. You're absolutely right with that. So with that being said, uh, we're going to head into part two because it is now March 11th. We are one week away from the play-in game starting for the NCAA tournament. Um, we're currently mid-conference play or mid-conference championships. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We'll be talking all conference championships, who's Bama, who Bama has next, and more in the rest of the podcast. So, please stick around and thank you for listening. To Bama Baseline.
0: The Capstone 90.7 FM WVUA.
1: Welcome back folks to Bama Baseline. Uh, it is March. So we are talking about conference tournaments and regular tournaments. Um, you know, just a couple of recaps from A couple big, a few big news uh, segments from conference tournaments. Duke eliminated from the ACC tournament due to COVID, which is wild. Um, You just hate to see it. You do because they probably had a chance to do something special. I don't know if they would have gotten in. They were really far back, but they definitely had a chance.
2: Um, It's gonna be weird seeing a tournament without Duke. Don't remember. When was the last time like that even happened? 1995. Wow. 95. Damn. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Um, And then uh, just a couple of shockers. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia this morning. Uh, Virginia beat Syracuse on a buzzer beater. March is here is what we're saying. March is here. So uh, with that being said, let's take a look at Bracketology. And we'll start off with where Alabama is. Guys?
2: Yeah, we're just the, we're the two seed in Region 4. So, I mean, this is really where I personally want to be. I don't want to be in a bracket with Michigan, uh, Baylor, or Gonzaga. This is honestly probably where ideally, I guess I would say, um we do have to play we do have to deal oh I'm sorry I'm fumbling my words but um <laughs> we have to be in a in a bracket with uh Illinois which is not that bad compared to everyone else yeah no I totally agree um I do want to stay
0: away from Michigan and I also want to stay against a couple teams in region three like Oklahoma State or West Virginia assuming they don't uh move um I do like being two seed in Region Four. One seed in Region Four wouldn't hurt. Um, I'd like that a little bit more, actually. But I think this region's probably our our safest bet on making it uh, deep in March.
1: Yeah, I'd have yeah. to agree. I'd have to absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, when you look at all these other, when you look at all these other regions, and like you said, Jackson, like just for example, Region Three has teams like Michigan oklahoma state west virginia houston all in that bracket wisconsin's a threat you know um you look at gonzaga's bracket obviously gonzaga florida state you know ohio state maryland got a good win today kansas is on a good run you know all of these brackets have a lot of firepower um and i like that region four you know there are two teams that i really like and then a couple that i think could be threats but Overall, I would say Region Four is where you want to be at. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. You just hit it on the dot. Like compared to like all the other brackets, the, ours looks relatively easier. So I mean, like I said, right where we want to be.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: you know, it'll be interesting. I could, you know,
1: again, it all just depends. I, I'd love to see us tomorrow when we when we play our conference game. Um, conference tournament game. I want to see the mindset they're in because if it's the true Alabama team, we know that scores a lot of points and plays really good defense. I like our chances to go dancing for a while.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, like you just said, I mean, like if we get everything on the, on like, if we get everything right, everyone hot, we can go very far. We can be, uh, I'm going to say we can be a final four team. If we are doing everything right. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah, in an ideal scenario, I think you guys are absolutely correct. I do think this team has a chance to be uh, in the final four. I just I need I need somebody. I just need I just need one person.
2: Let drop that three. person let that person be John Petty.
0: If it's John Petty, so be it. And I'll be happy about it. But if it's somebody else, be my guest. Somebody needs to be a threat for 30. Somebody needs to drop 20, 22, night in, night out. Somebody's got to pick up the scoring just a little bit to take a considerable lead over everybody else on an average night. There needs to be a go-to guy. I just think that's the one thing this team's missing.
2: I just think uh, if just say like the bracket stays as it is, I just want I would love to see just John Petty go into the game against Nichols state and just like put up like 30, like just feed him, get him hot. Like if Petty is hot, like, from three like it is really going to be oh, like so tough to stop three. us because well, if you have petty shooting that three like consistently like you're gonna have to worry about herb and like everyone else
0: well when yeah because when petty gets hot from three he'll shoot it in your face <laughs> it'll make it
2: oh yeah yeah um
1: you know Just, it could it, it could be javon it really could be i mean I look j- look at be- the trend Look at the trend. I mean, Javon's yeah. been in double digits pretty much the last four games, and it's only increased. It's been 12, 15, 15, 18.
2: I also can honestly see uh, Javon getting, like, more minutes come the tournament time because, I mean, like, just the way he plays, like, we're going to need that type of play. Just, like, I, f- I don't know how to describe it. He's just, like, good.
1: He just has it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I like. How he,
2: has, it he, has that, that, he has that it factor. Yeah, Yeah, I I like
0: how efficient his shots have been falling the last couple games, too. He's really he's really been putting together
2: a nice end of the season here. I also want to see uh, Gary get more minutes come the tournament time. We need him like that type of player that like hustle player for us come tournament time. Yeah,
1: he's been working hard on the boards for us and defensively. Um, And I like that he's getting more and more looks inside as people are starting to try to defend the three ball with Alabama. Um, we're starting to get those extra pass looks into him. So I agree with you. I think Gary could be a big time factor
2: in March. We also need Shackleford to keep playing the way he is. Like if he keeps playing like he has been the past couple of games, it's gonna be looking real nice. Yeah,
1: I mean, we do kind of keep talking about a guy who needs to step up, but maybe Shackleford is just the guy who's been doing it like under I, our I,
2: noses. Like, I know someone needs to step up. But, like, I really have no idea who it's going to be. Like, I really want to say it's John Petty because, like, I don't know. I just feel like he can catch fire at any time. But, like, I feel like it's going to be, like, I don't know. I feel like Shackleford is going to just, like, get hot.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll see. He's been putting together some good games. But my money's on Javon.
2: Just saying.
0: <laughs> you, give Javon, you give Javon 35 minutes a night and in- –
2: Oh, you're not He'd be laying it up, shooting that three. He'd be doing you're, it. You're not, he losing. had a couple of nice passes versus uh Georgia, too. Yeah, he could do everything. He could, honestly, if you like, just like I feel like if you just dedicated like so much time to this, he would become like, so, yeah, I feel like you can become an NBA player, like low key. Give my yeah. guy
0: 15 shots a night, and yeah, and just you watch, he'll average 20.
1: Um yeah, I agree with you guys. Moving moving to the women's side of things, Alabama slated in the in region four with South Carolina as the one seed. Alabama's the sixth seed looking for a matchup against number eleven UCF. Um like we said, I think there's a good opportunity for them to make a decent run.
2: Uh, I mean, I if this bracket stays the same, I really just Hope we just beat UCF so badly. Like, I just want us to kill them because, like, I hold a personal grudge against UCF because, personally, all my friends go there. But honestly, like, this whole bracket, like, we do, obviously don't like seeing being, we don't like to see us being in uh, South Carolina's bracket because we just lost to them. But like, I don't really, I don't, really see, I, don't I, I honestly don't see that many teams that, that are like, honestly, like that scary outside of like South Carolina and maybe NC state.
0: Yeah. I think the door is definitely open. Uh, the possibility is certainly there for a really nice run in March. I just, I, I agree with you. I think it needs to start with uh, us murdering UCF. I think it needs to yeah. Be Ugly.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I wouldn't, I would be so happy if we just had like a 30 point win against them. I would oh, Bragging to my friends would be unreal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you guys are absolutely right. Um, So with that being said, this is March. This is college basketball. Uh, When we return, we will be talking about um, right now, just the only game ahead for either Bama basketball team uh, that we know of so far. And that is Alabama versus Mississippi state in the quarterfinals of the SEC um, championship. So, Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bama Baseline. This part of Bama Baseline, we are going to look ahead for both men's and women's in their tournament runs. Uh, do you guys have any predictions for the men's tournament run?
0: I like getting what? Mississippi State. I like getting Mississippi State a lot more than I like getting Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be easy, easy pickings against Mississippi State for us. Um, then I think you got to be on the lookout. That's when the games really start. They start becoming important. Yeah. You
1: know, it's going to be interesting to see how Arkansas plays tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, some other teams like Florida. Some of those outliers that haven't been really a factor in the SEC in the past couple of weeks, like uh, Missouri. Um I agree with you. I think I think tomorrow against Mississippi State it's going to be fairly easy. I didn't see a lot from Mississippi State today against Kentucky that really uh shocked me. They did shoot well from 3 which they didn't do um in the last time we played them, but a lot of turnovers, a lot of silly mistakes on defense that Kentucky was able to actually take advantage of and come back late in the game and make it so close. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think you're absolutely right, Jackson. I think tomorrow is going to be easy, but it starts a long, long
2: uphill battle from there. Mm-hmm. I'm necessarily happy that we're playing a uh, Mississippi state. I, re- I would have much rather played Mississippi state rather than uh, Kentucky. Like you guys said, um, Honestly, we proved, like, we can beat them. We just got to take care of the ball, do our thing. Honestly, I don't think it would be that big of a problem. But, yeah, I mean, what do you, what about the women's for you guys? What do you guys think about the women's?
1: You know, I thought they played well against South Carolina, which gave me um, a lot of hope for their NCAA tournament run. Like we talked about earlier, I think they can beat UCF pretty handedly uh, and get some confidence under their belt. And then it's probably going to be tough to beat, um, you know, whoever gets that. I mean, obviously they're not playing UCF. We don't know that for sure, but um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do against whatever 11 seed or 10 seed they get. And then, you know, what the draw is from a three, two perspective, because there are definitely some scenarios where some teams in the three, two line match up pretty well with Alabama uh, and Alabama definitely has a shot.
0: yeah Yeah, i think um yeah south carolina is a tough team they're good we all know that uh i don't think any of us were expecting a win against south carolina but there was a chance i thought they played hard i thought they played tough and i think again there should there are more positives to draw out of the last couple games than negatives and i think they could really take this and use it and come next week against ucf i think this could be the start of something very special for these girls. They just need to make sure uh, they're given hundred percent.
2: Yeah. I'm just cu- I'm just curious to ask this question in terms of men's and women's uh, are there any teams that you don't want to necessarily like play in these tournament games? I'm just curious.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, obviously on the women's side, Stanford, UConn, South Carolina, that group, they're really, really good. Um, but it is March. Anything can happen. On the men's side, I think the obvious answer right now is Gonzaga. Um, yes. You know, Michigan and Baylor have shown that they're vulnerable, but we have not seen that from Gonzaga this year.
2: Um, Gonzaga is nasty. They are yeah. very good. I mean, and, yeah. go All right. what about, what about, do you, are you guys like scared of any teams in, ter- in terms of the uh, SEC tournament for the men's?
0: Missouri, Arkansas.
2: Yeah, no. I was gonna say Arkansas. Like, I if I would want to play, I'd rather play like Tennessee over Arkansas. Honestly, like, I, I think we'd have a better chance. I just don't. I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about Arkansas. There's something to it. Although I, I will, I will say like, if we do happen to get Arkansas again,
1: I there was a little bit of chippiness in the in the um, last game, and I think we would come back for a little vengeance against them. Yeah.
0: I hopefully this team can prove my suspicions wrong, and, and and play these these guys hard, but that side of the SEC tournament bracket really kind of scares me. Um, Arkansas plays us tough, and they're a good team. Missouri plays us tough; they beat us before. Georgia always plays us hard, but I, I don't think Georgia will be a problem. I think Missouri yeah. will take care of them. Um, Mississippi State, um, I'm not too afraid of. LSU, eh. South Carolina, I'm not afraid of. They're not going to make it uh, past Mississippi. But, again, yeah, Arkansas is definitely the number
2: one team to be afraid of. But I'm also scared of Missouri. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just, like, uh, like in terms of, like, what you're about to say, I, I'm just happier, like, that we're playing in Nashville and like rather than having to actually go to their stadium and play on their own because, as all three of us know, Alabama has been having trouble with winning away SEC games since, what was it, Tennessee, I believe, was the last one. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy. I think we're going to have a much better chance because it's neutral. I know that's a very, like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, not very, like, effective. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, I I just think that's going to be a factor of the game. I think it's going to be much – I think it's going to be more favorable for us because we don't have to play on the road. Yeah, that's huge. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be something to look out for for the tournament.
1: I just, you know – I just think that we have a really good shot because we have a great coach who's going to get these guys motivated and we're talented. Um, yep. you know, we're probably the most talented team in the field from the sec perspective. Uh, it's just a matter if we do, if we execute correctly or not, you know, if, if Alabama executes to the fullest potential, we'll see you in Indianapolis in four
2: weeks. Yeah. you know, um, I just want to see someone get hot. Like, I really, like, really, really want it to be John Petty. Like, if if he gets that shot going, it's going to be a beautiful thing to see. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, we just need one – not one player, but, like, honestly, I'd rather, like, see how we, like, play versus Georgia. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I mean, like, everyone plays evenly, distributing the ball. Only thing to limit the turnovers if we're comparing it to the Georgia game. But if we play team ball, everyone scores evenly, like – I remember during the game I heard of something where like the announcer says we when we reach like our magic number whenever we're playing is the number 80. If we reach 80 points it's like really hard to beat us. Yeah. So I mean is if we get the ball score and everyone's scoring playing team game, I mean, and we reach that 80 mark, it's like I like the announcer said it could be very hard to beat us.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that shot falls early, which it hasn't been in the past couple games, but as we discussed Alabama's – is uh, pace and their conditioning keeps them alive. If that three ball falls early, good night. Don't even yeah. bother night. If the mm-hmm. three balls are falling early, you're not beating us. It's as simple as that. Um and that's why Nate Oates's scheme is so brilliant and why it's so dangerous against teams that play us really tough. Because if the shots don't fall early, then it's then it's anybody's game.
2: Right. I just don't want to, like, fall too reliant on the three come the tournament. Oh, like, I, 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 I would I, love to
0: see Herb Jones start working inside more. That,
2: w- I mean, that like, would, everyone knows that we rely on, like, the three ball. So, like, I want to get – I want to score just, like, not from the three. Like, I want to be I want to see, like, unpredictable.
0: I want to see Javon laying it. Uh, I want to see jellies. Yeah. I mean,
2: do you, do you guys think, like, Javon continues to get these, like, more and more minutes throughout – I mean – I think he gets more. and Start mattering more. Without question. I think you
1: have, I think we did see us getting the ball to the basket a lot more efficiently against Georgia. And that was one of the takeaways I had that I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like if you had, if we had played, if we had come off that Auburn game, which was a great win, but going into the SEC tournament, I would have had a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth of just how they started that game and how poorly they shot. Um, But after seeing how effectively we drove the ball against Georgia, moved the basketball, shot well, uh, I definitely feel more confident going into these tournaments.
2: One thing that I want to see come tournament time, like I really like just want to see us stop like getting down so early. Like I feel like so many times like throughout this entire season, like I've seen like just Alabama go down like, 10 to 15 points, like, early in the game. And the the whole game, they're working their way back. I just want to see us get the lead early, retain it, and just, like, hold on to get the dub. I mean, like, I just hate – I'm getting sick of seeing, like, comeback ball. Like, it's annoying. Yeah. So, I I just hope we can change that. Yeah.
1: I think we will. I think we will. I think – like I said, I, I saw a lot of good things in the Georgia game, and I think Alabama has a, an extraordinary opportunity to do something very special this year, Um, and we'll see that tomorrow.
2: Yeah, 11 a.m. tip.
1: Yeah, I'll be at work. I'm not really happy about it.
2: Yeah, yeah I make, I'm setting my alarm right for that game. I can't miss this. I got a class in the middle of it. Oh. Ooh. What's
1: more important, Jackson? Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, you're, you're education, <laughs> man. You didn't come here to play school. You came here to watch oh, basketball. My exam—it's my exam tomorrow. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we won't openly uh, tell you not to skip an exam well, yeah, on we'll this open, podcast. We'll open, <laughs> exam, but... We do—we do care about academics on this podcast, and you do need to go to your exam. But you'll catch the second half. It's all right. We'll have it in hand for you by the time you get back, and you can. Yeah, do- we'll give you
2: the rundown.
1: You can, just, you can just relax, sit on the couch, and enjoy a nice Alabama win by the time you get back.
2: Yeah. So going to ace that test, and then you're going to turn on the TV to Alabama winning by 20. Oh, oh, actually, oh yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. This actually, we forgot to do this, as we do every oh, podcast. Yeah. I think you both know what I'm about to say. So who would like to start us off?
1: Score predictions?
2: Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, nah, let's do it.
1: I'm heading to Nationals tomorrow after this game. I expect us to be playing on Saturday. I kind of want to go to the game. And we're starting off hot. We're going 104 73. Alabama comes out and says, What's up, everybody? We want a one seed and we're about to win it. That is
2: bold. 103 points. Yes, sir. I don't think we get to 100. I would I – would, I, as, as long as John Petty is hitting that three and scores over 20, I'm A-OK with that.
1: Led by Javon Quinnery, 24
2: Quinnery. points. Uh, I mean, I
0: don't know if we get 100. I think we get – I think we get 110. I got, Alabama, <laughs> <by>. I got <laughs> Alabama. I got Alabama by 40 against Mississippi State. I'm not concerned. I mean, I'm – Give me 110, give a little- 30, 32 from John Petty. Give me 25 from Herb and a light 21 off the bench from Javon. Uh, oh my God. I feel like- only <laughs> score is 72.
2: i would be, be sick. I feel
1: like um, bias is slowly setting into these takes.
2: Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> top 100. No. Uh, if I'm going to give a real prediction, I think I don't want to like going with it with like a mindset that we're going to kill him because I always feel like whenever we go in with the mindset saying oh we're gonna we're gonna kill this team at least from the past we go on to play like a really close game so I mean I I don't think it's I don't think we're gonna beat him by 30 as much as I would love that to happen I would love that don't get me wrong but um I think this will be a big game for JQ I'll agree with you guys I think JQ will put up a good stat line maybe 20 points something around that uh but in terms of the score um i'm gonna give it alabama 86 and i'll give it mississippi state 74 Twelve point, 12.1 let's compare okay. and i'll like we're gonna i don't want to go down i want to be winning the whole game that's what okay. i'm gonna say
1: i'll give a real prediction i guess it's not totally out there um I like. I kind of like where you're at. Uh, I like. I like 89, like 72, um, still handedly leading most of the game, just a comfortable win.
0: Again, yeah, I think you guys are also right. Uh, I do think it's within the range of 80, 90 points. Um, I think our defense shows up actually early on in this tournament. I think Mississippi only manages to score 50, 55, and I think Alabama walks away with 85, 86 points. Um, I think it'll be a statement win, and I do think it'll be a big game for the bench.
2: I want to see Gary. I, I, that's who I want to see off the bench. Like, yes, I don't anyone. Like, Gary, uh, like, I just want to see him like, get what JQ has been getting, which like, is like, trending more minutes. Like, Gary is like, just like that hustle guy that will literally limitless energy. Like, he will be running every minute he's on the floor, playing for all 48. You know, but. I yeah. think there's, I yeah, think there's
1: one guy that, uh, we're we're kind of missing, and yeah, it got this from, from coach's podcast yes or not podcast, jeez, press conference yesterday. Um, you know, he said that Jawan Gary or not Jawan Gary, Jordan Bruner, good lord, gonna get through this take, I promise. Jordan Bruner is finally probably as healthy as he's been this season, uh, and healthy enough to contribute more. I think it'll be interesting to see how much more he gets because we've had him, but he's definitely not 100% or he hasn't been 100%. So it'll be interesting to see now the quote-unquote is by
2: Nate Oates how he'll contribute because he was I, big early. I mean, over the past couple of games, he's been like pretty interesting piece. I mean, he's, he has a nice stroke from three. I mean, he had, he had that one game. I, I don't remember what it was. He had like He ended like the half on like three threes. I think that was Oklahoma maybe or, I, I don't know arkansas one of the two i definitely think i think it was arkansas because yeah if, if, if memory serves can be correct i think that arkansas we it was a really close game at half yeah it was it was yeah so i think it was that honestly but jordan brunner is very is a very intriguing person to watch for if you if especially if you haven't been watching tight hoops a lot yeah he's an interesting player one one player that I really like, honestly, like that I don't I don't want to say fell off, but like that I honestly haven't been seeing that much is Ellis. Yeah, Keon has not been getting yeah. a lot of minutes. Like, I mean, like I see him like shoot those casual like couple of threes a game, but like I remember earlier in the season he was getting much more playing time.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I it, it's going to be interesting to see how Nate Oates attacks the tournament and how he attacks each team, because there's definitely opportunities to get Keon in there against some smaller teams, um, for example, Mississippi state. But, you know, if we were to get someone like a Florida state down
2: the road, like Keon Ellis probably isn't touching the floor. I mean, Florida state's huge, huge. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, I hate to see it for the guy. I mean, like he was playing well for us earlier this year. And I mean, I guess when the shots don't fall, I mean, he's just. And what about Alex Reese? Yeah, I mean, that was just that's honestly like the biggest question. I remember like back when our first couple of episodes, we were at it, me at least, I was raving about Alex Reese saying he was this hot player that needs to be getting more minutes. And honestly, now like there's just he's just playing like two minutes on senior night versus Auburn and what how many playing how many minutes versus uh Georgia now? Barely any, probably. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's just I think Nate Oates is just taking the approach of matter like who's hot who's best for the team right now I mean like Alex Reese should as a leader of this team should be able to understand that like he's not playing that well any other players are I mean you have to take a back seat sometimes
1: yeah I think you're right I think all of our questions will be answered tomorrow well not all but some um so with that being said this has been Bama Baseline we thank you for listening welcome to March Madness And we will see you next week right before Alabama will probably be playing their first game either Friday or Saturday. So we'll see you then, and thank you for listening to Bama Baseline.
2: Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum. My favorite station in the world, 90.7, the Capstone.